You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. You know, you being in marketing probably looked at this or, or maybe thought about this as well. I love marketing and social media and I'm fascinated by, you know, especially following Gary, like what can be done and what's created. And what I was thinking about and, and telling my wife about while we were at VCon is there are like a few people like Jeremy, Sal, Ordea, and maybe a couple others who have actually built, like become influencers, like within the VFriends community. So they're like influencers within somebody else's community because the community is so big and so enthusiastic that there's ability for people to do that. I was just really fascinated by that. You don't even have to go build your own thing. You can become an influencer within someone else's and build a brand. And then, like you said, release a token that maybe people want a a part of, right? Or uh, someone else created some software to help you analyze like what book games you have and what they're worth and all that stuff. And I, I paid for that and I used it you know, and it's, uh, it, it's kind of cool. Like the complimentary businesses and brands that are coming out of what Gary's created. I have also noticed that I think it's <laughs> extremely astute and, you know, it's, it's something that I believe Gary's genuine and it's not just a sales and marketing pitch for him. He wants to see others achieve yeah. great success off of his hard work. So, you know, guys like Jeremy and Sale, they're great guys. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously I want to see them be successful, but I could only imagine the pride that Gary takes in seeing how it's changed their life. Because, you know, I've got, again, I mentioned this whole first career of people that are now working in the sports and entertainment industry. And I don't want to detract from any of the hard work that they put in. But the idea that I was able to help them build this successful career and now support their families off of the the learning that we did together 10 or 15 years ago really boosts my morale sometimes in difficult times that to know that I'm on the right track and for Gary to have an even greater win in his sale has really got to power him through his days quite frequently. I like that. Yeah, so cool. Let's switch gears now and talk a little bit about creating because you've been getting involved in creating some NFT projects. Tell me what you're working on. And you know, I'd love to hear what you're working on and also just kind of your take on the creation side of things, because that's something that I get a lot of questions about. Yeah. So, you know, I'll I'll start off by saying that there's from what I've seen at least, there's conflicting opinions as to if people should mint an NFT project or their own NFT project, if they're not completely ready to manage that for, let's say, the next 30 or 40 mm. years. Perhaps I'm being a little bit over dramatic, but I actually take the other side of things. I think if you're being genuine and honest and not setting unrealistic expectations for your buyers, I would encourage everyone to go out and mint their own project. Mm. So for me, I'm going to butcher her last name and I'm forgetting her first name, but I once took an online course, uh, Jacqueline uh, Novogratz, and she really focused on building up nonprofit businesses. And one of the big takeaways that I took away from her was just start and let the, the work teach you. So that's something that I learned from her and I've always done. So For me, I was really intrigued by the business case potential for blockchain technology. And I reached a point where unless I actually did it, 
my education was going to be plateaued. So I recruited a team and myself who had basically zero experience in minting NFTs and our artist who had a little bit of experience with the OpenSea lazy mint functionality. (laughs) We were the two most experienced. Everybody else was local people that I just knew were really good people and were capable of learning and possessed a skill set that would translate into our project. So I went out and recruited a community manager in Tampa. We're big with the cigar companies from one of the local cigar companies. My sales and marketing and my game master, uh, similar, we worked together in the past and I know he just, he'll take any project and he'll run with it enthusiastically. Mm. And my developer actually is not a developer at all. He spent years and years tolerating me on extremely complex business initiatives. I don't want to completely dox him, but we've got a history of working together. So I knew he could learn the development side of it if I learned it alongside him. So I put together a team of five and we literally started from scratch we leaned on who's now a good friend of mine from uh, NFT NYC, who you know you mentioned and probably know, Mikey Trompetta with JDM Labs. Yeah, you know he fielded my really really dumb questions on the development side along the way and helped me out. But we went from zero to a minted product of two thousand NFTs with a gas optimized contract. Like I'm really really proud of the work that we did, and I think the entire thing cost me right around $1,500 out of pocket. Hmm. And that was all costs that I personally took on because I believe in the the value of investing in education. So we went from start to finish. We worked outside of our nine to fives and we produced what is now DGen Sports. We launched DGen Sports, dgensports.io, right before the master's. And of course, at that point in time, we figured that we would mint out in a matter of minutes without any actual work or expertise expertise going into it. <laughs> and our plan was to develop a series one that was golf based and a series two that was basketball based and now going into the NBA final. So unfortunately, we were disappointed that we didn't mint out. We looked at our gamification. When you say say mint out, you mean like you didn't sell out all of your... Yeah, we still haven't sold through the initial 2000. Right. But we did sell through enough that we were able to fund what is now sort of a fantasy sports equivalent. So what we do is we tie the traits of our PFP pros or our NFTs to real world events. And then we give away prizes based upon what happens. So I'm a big football or soccer guy for the Champions League final this past Saturday. Liverpool was represented by our Wagme shirts and Real Madrid was represented by the light blue shirts. Real Madrid won the game. So one of our light blue shirt token holders ended up winning a crypto striker. Hmm. And we're going to go ahead and do about uh, six events per month. And My goal coming from the world of professional sports is to tie sports and NFT culture together more than just a collectible digital asset, right? So I want it to have some of that NFT utility that gets tied into it and also a nod of the cap to educate 
people that are new to the space on things such as crypto striker. So we did crypto strikers and we're going to focus on the NBA finals next. And we're going to do a uh, Shaq gives back NFT. So we'll shine the spotlight on uh, that charitable project. Oh, nice. I have, well, yeah, NBA finals are coming and I happen to have two Shaq gives back NFTs. You're a smart guy. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I just like, I like Shaq and I like supporting a good cause. So there you go. And for those that don't know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, that Shaq, the famous Shaq released a collection of, I think 10,000 NFTs and yeah, the expressed purpose was to fund his charitable foundation. 100% of the proceeds went to his foundation, which I believe provides like toys and other things to underprivileged children who wouldn't otherwise be able to get stuff. So like a really great cause and he's not taking any money from it, even covering all the administrative expenses himself. So yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool project to get involved in. And I don't know if they were even doing anything else besides that initial launch and funding. I don't think there's anything else to it, right? No, nothing else to it. They stay active on Twitter and, you know, drive those secondary sales, but Mm. you know, we were happy to support it. And for us, it was really a no brainer. Yeah. Makes sense. That's cool. So created that 2000 NFTs gas optimized, as you mentioned, which yeah, I didn't necessarily know that was a thing. I just minted Bulls and Apes project recently, and they also worked with Mikey Chambetta and they created the gas, what I guess was a gas optimized contract because everybody was saying when they went to mint it, and same with me, that what showed as estimated gas, which was pretty high at the time, uh, ended up coming in at only about a third of what the estimate was for every for me and for every single person I talked to. And they were saying that was because of the, the contract that Mikey created. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it certainly, I was able to draw the connections, but I'm not a developer. I don't deserve any sort of credit for that. But <laughs> when the gas optimization actually worked, um, and especially for us, because our plan was to give away a certain amount of our NFTs. So we minted our own NFTs to get started. And that was going to be a significant startup cost for us. Not only did it provide us significant financial savings in, in terms of startup expense, but we, we all felt like geniuses that we were able to pull off the gas optimized kind That's nice. Okay. So yeah, you're building out this real life sports connection to the NFT world and culture. And that's something you guys are, you guys can continue to build out on the side, even though you didn't, like you said, quote, mint out, sell out, you can continue to build this thing, right? And, and build the brand and then more people could come and end up buying the NFTs. Yeah, we've got a really good team. So we're trying to make the project time efficient for us to be able to keep it going. And, you know, we do have the funds. People have asked me, you know, they've sent me private messages saying, hey, do you have the funds to keep this going or are you going under? And I said, hey, one of my best things is, you know, or one of the things I have the most experience with is business strategy and budgeting. So, you know, I can't pass judgment on anybody else's NFT project, but we are extremely fiscally responsible. So we can go for a while. And um, I'm thoroughly convinced that if we just keep working hard, eventually luck falls in your favor and something will happen and we'll be faced with a great problem of, okay, now that we've sold all 2000, now what's next? Right. Yeah. What do you do now? Good day. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, we're so early to the space. This is such a great learning experience for you to start doing this now. We know that we both know there's going to be a lot of companies that are trying to jump into the space and are you looking for people that know what they're doing here? And so just that experience can be beneficial for you and your team. And speaking of that, I think you told me before that you're also maybe working with some other organizations on NFTs. You said something about Miami as well. 
Yeah. So you gave me a phenomenal intro and, you know, everybody asked me what I do and it's hard to explain what I do. And where I've sort of landed is I, I work on slash oversee special projects for my employer, Mike Murphy. So Mike Murphy and his father started Murphy Auto Group, four car dealerships up in Augusta, Georgia, one out your way in Haines City, Florida, Miracle Toyota of Haines City. They've got these five car dealerships and Mike is the next generation and he's extremely entrepreneurial. So while we focus the majority of our efforts on the car dealerships and that's the core of our business, We've also got all these additional projects that we're working on. And that's where I come into play with sort of my business acumen and background is overseeing a lot of those special projects. What has ended up happening is Mike's uh, affinity for uh, the work ethic of student athletes and his own athletic background has led him to connect with um, a couple ex let's say collegiate quarterback. So one of them, Tate Martell, who was, um, and I even have, I got to admit, if Tate listens to this, he'll be, he'll be angry at me. I got to go back. And he was, he was featured in a Netflix series when he was in high school. I don't think he ever lost a high school game. Hmm. And um, he's got an immense social media following. He spent some time playing at Ohio State University of Miami and then wrapped up at UNLV. He's working on an NFT project. Okay. Unlike mine, his is extremely, uh, let's call it, I don't want to say mine isn't professionally done, but his is done by the true pros rather than people that are learning as they go. We're a little bit too early for me to talk too much about that project, but uh, him and his team are working on that out in Las Vegas. Okay. And then from Miami, south of here, I'm working with Malik Rogier, who uh, was the quarterback for the University of Miami. And I'll tell you, Malik's got his hands in a number of different projects. I don't know how he stays as busy as he does and keeps it all straight for, you know, somebody that's only a couple of years removed from college. But he and I are working on two separate projects. Uh, The first is more of a more traditional generative art project that will be known as the Miami Millionaires Club. Hmm. And then the second one is uh, more of the traditional, if you want to think of in the mold of Candy Digital, Hmm. we have partnered with 14 Miami football players, and we are going to uh, basically run their 2022 NFTs in collaboration uh, with the company that I'm excited about, uh, Digital Player Cards. So it's a pretty innovative project because it's going to help introduce digital player cards, which will allow you to search based upon the individual. So if I wanted to look at all of Andy's NFTs, I couldn't do that in OpenSea. I have to search by collection. Whereas with DPC in their their marketplace, I could search in regardless of collection, pull up every NFT that you've been featured in as an athlete, if that makes sense. That's pretty cool. So this is like car dealerships turned getting into Web3 and now partnering with like athletes and former athletes on NFT projects. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd be remiss to say, you know, we've uh, we've 
we're in the final stages of securing our sandbox land to mm. build a car dealership in the metaverse as well. So that's awesome, man. Well, really cool. It'll be, uh, you know, fun to stay in touch and, you know, see where this goes. Right. And like, you're learning so much as Gary would say, just dive in and start doing stuff. Right. And, and learn as much as you can, because we're in the beginning and one day everybody will be doing this and, you know, we'll be out there as, or you will at least be experts, right? You're like, oh, he's done a bunch of stuff. So it'll be fun to follow. Uh, for anybody that wants to check out the, the DGN Sports Project, I think it's DGN, D-E-G-E-N sports.io, right? And you got uh, it. Okay, cool. And then anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way for them to do that? You know, believe it or not, and it's probably a little bit uncool in the Web3 space, but <laughs> it's where I live. I'm most accessible on LinkedIn. So okay. yep. um, if anybody wants to just search Ryan Cook, last name C-O-O-K, uh, you can find me. You'll see a long history with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey Club. Beyond that, in terms of a, a Web3 persona, I go by the Modern Dodo on Twitter. Yeah, The Modern Dodo. It doesn't really mean a lot story for a different day, but you know, people can DM me there. I've got my, yeah. my discord DMS closed out. Those are the two good spots right. to reach. Okay. Me. Yeah. And, yeah, and LinkedIn, like that. I still spend most of my time on LinkedIn being in, you know, corporate business. And I have found more and more NFT people, if you will, are on that platform and connecting with me because I have NFTs in my headline now that says like NFT enthusiast or something like that. So it attracts all these, you know, NFT people that, that want to connect and, get me to help them with their project or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, get on to LinkedIn if you're not on there already. Hit up Ryan and uh, follow him on Twitter as well, the, the Modern Dodo. And uh, Ryan, this is fun. I'm excited for everything you're doing. Excited to keep in touch and wish you the best of luck. Absolutely. Andy, thank you so much and keep doing everything that you're doing an amazing job with. I know you've got a lot on your plate. So you've got a fan here in Tampa that's watching and rooting for you. Sweet. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.